This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I lost my virginity twice, and both of them were excellent. <laughs> Quick question for Cam. Yeah, it wasn't excellent. <laughs> was not going to ask that. <laughs> Assumed it wasn't excellent, was it excellent based on the fact that you became a mime. <laughs> a mime! It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died. So my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with My Mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. We're chatting about sex twice a week, once on Mondays and once on Thursdays. Today's a Thursday, which means we got a special guest on the show. Actually, we're kind of the special guests. This is a fun episode. We have Courtney Kosak and Sophia Alexandra back on the show. They were on episode 222. It was called Fuck Like a Feral Cat, <laughs> featuring Private Parts Unknown. They host the Private Parts Unknown podcast they're two hilarious comedians. They wrote for the Emmy Award winning Danger and Eggs. And now they host this travel sex comedy podcast that you should definitely check out called Private Parts Unknown. But they wanted to interview us on the show. And the interview was so fun, we decided, excuse me, we are going to steal that. Why was it so fun, Mother? Well, first of all, we were drinking wine. Yes, that was number one. I had one sip, you had three glasses. Okay, second of all... We all were in very good moods. That's correct. We were all laughing so hard throughout this whole episode. They tore just, me apart for being a mime. Maybe that's why I thought it was so funny. They really turned the tables on us. So they interviewed us. And, you know, sometimes we want to give you a little background of what we've been through. So they wanted to hear about our whole story. We what went it, deep. We, we did a deep dive. I mean, she went right. I was not expecting this to go right into grief. Yeah, I mean, she did share that in the email with us. But no, I don't think you read that. I did not read that. and was like, whoa, we're going down a rabbit hole here but but we it was a, it was actually quite funny despite it being very dark yeah exactly well that's comedy and tragedy so we did some deep dive shit we doing we talked about sex stuff we talked about grief stuff yeah but meanwhile we have had some unbelievable itunes reviews oh hell yes we have you guys are it is amazing. Making our days with these iTunes reviews. And you know, what I can't get is that actually people have found a way to uh, figure out how to give an iTunes review because I always have trouble finding the review tab. It's well, in- you go to the podcast app, you type in Sex Talk with My Mom, and then you scroll up, you'll eventually find us. And and uh, I wanted to read this one from Mikey6982. It says, perfectly hilarious, five stars. On November 7th, he wrote this. Karen and Kim know just how to make you learn and have lots of fun. Lots of laughs, not fun. Laughs. Keep up the amazing show, guys. Thank I you like very that. much, Mikey. Mikey, short, you're the sweet, man. 
and and pulling at my heartstrings. If you also want to hear more from Sophia and Courtney, we're going to add a little tidbit extra for all of our Patreon family. We have a bonus stream there with exclusive episodes that you get by being a member of our Patreon. That's right. And it's patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. And also share this podcast with friends because that's super important to get the word out and people have been doing it and there's a good way to do it on Instagram. If you take a video or photo wherever you're listening to this podcast, tag us at sex talk with my mom. We'll repost it. Like say you're listening to in the car, take a picture of the the dashboard while you're not driving. Say you're uh, on a treadmill. Yeah. Take a picture of yourself on the treadmill and write, I'm listening to Sex Talk with a Mom. Say you're... Say you're... Why, why are you pointing at me? I, th- I wanted to see how far you can go. You were listening oh, a bunch and I wanted to see... Say you're this walking became a little through, improv game. Say you're walking through the grocery aisle and you see some cucumbers and you think of penises and you think of penis leads to sex and sex leads to Sex Talk with my mom, the podcast. Oh my God. This is where my mind goes. It went too far is where it went. Okay, so anyway, that's the kind we, of thing we were thinking you might want to do. We also have a Facebook group called Sex Talk with My Mom and Friends. A lot of fun shit is happening over there. If you want to connect, oh, yeah. if you want to connect with other sex talkers, check out that Facebook group, Sex Talk with My Mom and Friends. Shout out to Lisa for moderating that group. She rocks. I like that we got a, a tarot card reading there. Oh yeah, thank you, Nathaniel, for this awesome tarot card reading. Yeah, we're getting some good shit going on. All right, we got to let them have it, mother. Okay, so that means we're looking for a song. By the way, I'm still looking for better songs than I, than if you think you could do better than me, put it on Instagram. But here we go. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and private parts all over the countries. Oh. That kind of worked, right? Yeah, a little bit. It, got, private it, kinda, parts it was like it was it was not that embarrassing, but it was fine. Okay, stay tuned, guys. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we are here with Karen Lee and Pam, co-hosts of Sex Talk with My Mom, mm-hmm. a delightful father or mother-son <laughs> duo. <laughs> and it kind of is a father-son it is, duo. It's a father-daughter duo. A okay. father-daughter duo. Me being the father. Yeah, me being the daughter. It's a role reversal to the extreme. Right, right. <laughs> You got it. We can end can the podcast. Can you tell that Courtney's been having wine? <laughs> a little, okay, so it's wine a 30 here. It's wine, wine o'clock. Let's wine, wine o'clock somewhere. Let's do this. Yeah, we're all drinking wine. Which is right wine. No, we're not all drinking wine, Except mother. Except for the one who... The father the is father, not drinking wine. The father of the father, three. Father, do you Dad not has to be responsible. I am the dad responsible dad. Do you drink? Sometimes I do. He but tends to not like... If I'm having not, like... Are, did we not meet the threshold of fun? <laughs> I guess we did not. It is, it is, it is, you definitely met the threshold of fun. But, th- you know, it's a little nerve wreck. If I get out of, if I drink, I really sure. lose control. One sip. One sip, I'm done so. All, he's done. I, yeah. I want to know what that looks like. I know, Sophia. I saw it in your I'm eyes. Like, You're like, oh, what is that? Challenge wine. accepted. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we want you to get loose. Okay, yeah, okay, sure. okay, okay. Gonna All right. Share the that peer, wine. Peer pressure from my mother. And two hot babes. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Here goes. Oh, God. He's completely wasted. (laughs) So, listen. This time of year, we thought was especially apropos to talk to you guys because one of the topics that we want to talk to you about is grief. And I think it's something that a lot of people are dealing with. And it's hard with the holidays, right? I mean, is that your experience? I think... My experience, because I just lost my father in, in August, and my husband was years ago. 
I think it's harder when you least expect it than when you expect. You expect to be sad at Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. But it's when you something triggers a memory. To me, that's when it's most upsetting. I, I mean, I also think the first year after someone dies, then all those moments where you expect to see them then it's it's triggering but then after that you're like oh we've done we've done the hanukkah without him you know we could we could get through this one we don't need so, him to cut the turkey anymore right. so, so then it's like moments where you're like oh i didn't expect so you guys don't him. miss him huh no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're cold and callous after the first year that's it well this one was interesting because we we just lost her father my grandfather and we always had a tradition of cutting the turkey together and it was like the most traditional thing that we have we've had in our family. I'd Cam say. and his papa. Right, but so our way of coping with that was mom decided to just order in this year. <laughs> there, there will be no turkey cutting. It may not be a turkey. <laughs> yeah. It's too emotional. Everything will be made not not by us. This is starting out with a bang. Okay. What about um how it feels to specifically lose a partner? You know, uh, that must be a, a different thing than yeah. losing a father. Way down into the Sorry. Deep yeah, depth. we're going to go. Is All that right, okay? We're going to go deep dive in can here. We oh, yeah. deep dive? We oh, can, we can oh, deep dive. We'll deep dive. We talk about everything. Um, losing a partner is horrific, especially when it's sudden, like in my case, because, you know, he wasn't sick. He was murdered, actually. And so it was unexpected. And it just, it, it shakes your entire foundation of what you, especially like, if you've never experienced anything that traumatic, it's it's just a, it's actually a tragedy, but it's also a way of reframing the way you look at life mm-hmm. and opportunities. And I wouldn't be the person I am now if that had not happened. So it was horrific. At the same time, it, it was a very important part of my growth. Do you want us to go into the story of like what yeah, the hell happened? Yeah, oh, so what we year, just dropped a bomb. Then. You year, go do no, it. No, let's uh, let's let's. Let's yeah, unpack, unpack the bomb. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. unpack the bomb. Okay, let's unpack it. So what year was it? 2006? Yes. Okay. May 2006? Me. I was in high school. I was 17 years old. And uh, and Cam has an older sister and a younger brother. Yeah. And then... Uh, and two dogs and the white picket fence. It was a very traditional suburban family. You, and you guys were in Chicago, Chicago at the time? Yeah. Of Chicago, yeah. And I think the skinny is basically my dad had an employee at his company that was just a nut and he gave him a pay cut. No one knew he was a nut. He had only been employed for three months Oh. and it was a construction company. So the guy wasn't performing up to par. So instead of just saying you're fired, he was like, okay, I'm just going to give him a little demotion and pay and, and, um, and he can still keep his job. And then when he works his way up, he can, you know, get his, you know, salary again and, and uh, unfortunately, the guy uh, was a a loon, closeted, psycho, crazy yeah. killer. And he went in the next day and took out a cake knife out of the cafeteria and what? went in front of the entire office, which was like everybody was there. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. He just started stabbing my husband to death. Oh my God. It, it, it was fuck. obviously like the most horrific thing that anyone has ever experienced. And wow. yeah, that was pretty, 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 pretty bad. I'm so sorry. To I hear am that. so sorry. We did not know the whole story. 
Oh, you wanted to what? talk about grief? We'll give you a grief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We did not know. So you're 13 years out now. Years old. I was. Uh, yeah, it's 13 years out. 13 yeah. years out from yeah. the incident. You did the math. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the journey to getting back, because that sounds like the most traumatic thing. Yes. Um, what was the journey like to getting back to good, where you could? be like okay this is who i am again oh boy so he owned a construction company of course i was doing all kinds of other creative pursuits and had no idea what he was doing with his company but somehow it landed in my lap so i had to like be the president of a company mm -hmm. with construction i had no idea what i was doing i'm just signing checks i'm just trying to meet with these people that he had business with I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was also the time when the real estate market was crashing when he was in real estate. So it was just like a perfect storm of shit. And a perfect shit storm. It was a perfect shit storm <laughs> dealing with the three kids. I mean, we always tell that story about how when it happened, I just immediately went to mama bear mode and I like, took all three kids into my room and I'm like, okay, listen, we are a family. This is not going to stop us from being the unbelievable family that we've always been. And we're going to continue to carry on. It's just, it, you go into like a remote control. It's just, it, you just like a... Yeah, you knew what to do immediately. I, I don't know how I knew. Survival but I just, mode. Yeah. yeah. You knew what to do. Because, you know, my kids were my life. I was a stay-at-home mom. Pretty much I was doing some creative stuff, but I wasn't really, you know, the breadwinner. And uh, so I just knew this is this is going to be really bad if I can't, get a hang get a hold of this thing right now uh, yeah I, I, it was pretty interesting that you knew immediately like there were two options here one is that we're gonna this could just wreck us you know we yeah. can just go into deep depression and you know i don't know resort to drugs whatever it, or just fucking bulldoze through this and you know take this in stride right and i had really worked at getting these kids to be like they're phenomenal kids i mean Cam had a lot of accolades going on there. He was the prom okay. king. Thank you, mother. You know, he was the most like boy most likely to succeed. That oh kind my of... God, Cam! Oh yeah, best the hair, most hair, obviously. Yeah. Oh, his, yeah. His sister. Too much alcohol in me already. Yeah. You can't do this. His sister was like the one who gave the graduation, like you know, funny speech. Younger brother was always doing everything great too. So it was like I didn't want like my kids to become a, that's the family that the husband was murdered. Mm -hmm. Even though you know they were doing That's that. That's definitely what happened. You know, you get that pity 100%. look. You get that look, like the little look. Oh. And then I love when people come were up to me. people weird to you? Yeah, they come up to me. Do you want to know where I was when I found out about your husband being murdered? <laughs> Holy yeah, oh, I've been no. dying to hear that story. Please tell me because I was just for one five minutes of the day not remembering so what crazy. happened. So crazy. I didn't know that my husband's death was about you the whole time. <laughs> oh, I just didn't get that part of it. But anyway, please expound. And you don't, you don't want, you're at the grocery store for crying out loud, just trying to get your mind off of something. The trial went out for like three years because the guy who somehow was so upset about losing the 10 grand that he was dead, you know, the trial was like he he got a hundred thousand dollars worth of psychiatrists that would say that he was like what was it called involuntary intoxication where he was taking wellbutrin and ambien and like who doesn't and it somehow made him completely berserk and that's why he didn't remember coming in when stabbing my husband to death and it, it actually it said bonkers. and it actually said during the trial if Gary that's his name was alive today we'd be playing golf together. 
Wow. Oh my God. What was the outcome of the trial? Luckily, 45 years in jail, which is equivalent to life because the guy was like 35 years old. Um, but it was like kind of like a horrible thing to have to go through after losing, you know, your best friend. I was married when I was like 23, but I was with him since I was like 20. So it was just, just the all around hor- horrific thing. But I think we all came out okay. Yeah, I got to say, you, I mean, you guys host a podcast about sex together. Like, you guys are clearly super close. You just had a disastrous audition for uh, (laughs) The Amazing Race. Oh, yeah, it was so much fun. You guys have to look up on YouTube. uh, It's worth it. Worst audition ever. Super funny. Um, And, but do you feel like what comes out of you is that your choice to be happy was so overwhelming and your lust for life mm-hmm. and and for having such a good life and giving such a good life for your kids. It seems like that's what powered you through. Would you say that that's right? That and the fact that this one guy came up to me one day and he's like, you know, do you realize that you, one chapter of your life is closed, but do you realize another one is opening? And I'm like, hmm. And I thought to myself, I am single. <laughs> I can have sex and it's legal. <laughs> I mean, I was literally like in a very straight monogamous relationship for the 24 years. And, and and it's like, whoa, I hadn't kissed anybody in 24 years. I can have like, I, I'm like, a, I, I was like a new, new, I was like an adolescent. I, <laughs> I love this because I wanted to ask you about this because Karen is uh, a self-defined she's cougar. Certified cougar. cougar. She's a certified cougar. I'm certified. She and coined the term. I'm certified. You no, are. I changed the name to a confident, older, unique, genuine, assertive, and racy woman. <laughs> yes, that's like sexy, unique restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You belong on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I um, should be. I absolutely should be. But anyway, I did. I wrote a book called The Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. I started a YouTube channel because I tried to find women that, you know, I could help. Or at first, I tried to find a channel that catered to like women in their 40s going out there again and there of course was nothing all like wing men or wing women you know in their 20s telling me you know what to do which i couldn't relate to so i'm like i'm starting something for women empowering older women to go out and date uh it turned into nobody was watching that there were people watching that (laughs) no nobody wanted to see about reinventing yourself after divorce what they did want to see was a cougar's guide to porn stars or oral sex or penis size they were horny dudes they were horny dudes and i'm like i leaned into it i'm gonna if you can't beat them join them and i started this whole youtube channel and it was catering to like 18 to 35 year old men then cam decides to use my material in a stand-up comedy oh cam cam yeah. no it was a gold mine <laughs> it, it was no regrets it was, it was like wild. i'm not even sorry why would i be this is good good solid material what else am i gonna do my the best my friends are like sending me her videos i i came across her videos were your friends like she's a milf oh, yes yeah. of course oh, of course. oh <laughs> yeah. yeah which is not something i wanted to hear at all and the videos were shot in my childhood bedroom. Well, it was, a, it was a, you know, you were at college. It was an empty Karen room. It goes hard. She's like, you weren't using that room. And it had I'm a nice, use it for my sex had a nice, yeah, exactly. I'm watching this video and I'm, <laughs> it, the first time I visited home, I noticed there's like a nice chaise lounge in my room, which never existed in my room prior. 
And I was like, oh, that's a nice little, she's making it nice and homey oh, for me. Oh, you thought it was for you. Sweet, I thought it was for Kim. me. And then I started realizing, oh, no, there's a tripod here. <laughs> I fuck? see an O-ring. Yes. What? Why? What is happening here? And it became her YouTube sex studio. It wasn't a sex studio. What the fuck does that mean? Sex studio. You were talking a lot about sex. I was there. talking about sex, but it wasn't a sex studio. I wasn't having sex in there. Okay. Although may, maybe I did. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Uh, no, just, no, I didn't. Look at his I, alarmed I, little I face. Respect for you. I did not Thank have you. sex in your room on the chase. I don't believe Thank you. her. Yeah, I don't either. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I I figured why not use this? And I was I would actively read passages from her her Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. And uh, it it did well. And then you guys were like, well, so we got to do this together. Well, well, it sold a lot of books. I was selling books left <laughs> and right. He sold more books at his stand-up than I did normally. So it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect because the guys are not reading the Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, but it was great stand-up material. Yeah. And, but I would do these these sets and people would come up to me afterwards and they'd be like, can is I get there, the book? Yeah, can I have the book? And is this real? And I was like, why would I make this up? <laughs> You're like, this is a nightmare that I yes. live daily. Yes. Why would I make that up? Exactly. And so then I came, eventually I was like, wait a minute. They don't believe this is real. I could show this is real by just doing this podcast with my mom. And so then we created Sex Talk with my mom. A friend had encouraged me to, so I shouldn't take all the credit. So this is like a really crazy, random way for you guys to end up bonding and becoming super close it's oh, been yeah. awesome after something so traumatic yeah. totally what yeah. a weird amazing silver lining it, yeah. yeah that's why i talk about tragedy and opportunity i think it also became very clear i think it, growing up it was always very clear to me that spending time with your parents is it was just very important to me yeah very interesting because a lot of times he, he and his dad and i would be laying in bed on a Friday night, watching TV, and all of a sudden, Cam's pops in. I'm like, "What are you doing here?" And and Cam's like, like, "You were guys were having sex." And no, I was like, we weren't hey. having sex, but we were just like hanging out or whatever. And and I was like, "Come on in!" And and, and meanwhile, his dad's like, "Aren't you out with your friends? You're a you know a teenage yeah. boy." And he's like, "No, I want to hang with you guys." Yeah. Aww. And I always thought that was so cute. That is so cute. That is yeah. so cute. Thank you. But What's you know, with the Mickey Mouse voice? Well, over I'm there? thinking to myself. Like maybe you had like a premonition. That Take a compliment, Cam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, just the impression when the voice got very high pitched and, and all right, it's baby Cam voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about My little, little baby. Cam. I was little baby. baby. He was he was a teenage Cam, but he was still cute. All right, he was cute. I'll take it. Well, so okay, so the book was called A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, which is still out on Amazon. If anybody would like to purchase, buy it one. up, buy the book, <laughs> and what? for our viewers and listeners can you give us a couple tips for cougars trying to get back out there oh funny that you mentioned that yes i can as a matter of fact i have a new book coming out too Ooh, girl tell this us. is for the, <laughs> the boys and it's called fuck games date cougars Ooh, oh yeah so i then, like that, I like that. Yep, catchy, she's like hot tip i'm open for business <laughs> hot tip anything you put a, i got one for everybody Anyway, I like the double play on fuck games. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You oh, like that double good. entendre. It's very hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Well, this over also, the years, it have accumulated so many different comments from from people all over the world. They're most of them perverted, but they end up going into my <laughs> books in some, some fashion. But uh, anyway, tips for women going out there. First thing first, make the best you can, yourself you can be. So you want to like 
just like do everything mentally and physically you can to make yourself ready to go out and deal with the men that are out there. Um, but the main thing is like, just like if you have a lot of confidence, you're going to do very well. So a lot of women are like scared to do this, but I'm like, I was really like, I was a happy, confident person. I wasn't like beaten down like with a bad marriage or anything. So I was ready to do this. And uh, so I would say that most important thing to do is just make yourself the best you can be and be confident and just take some risks and go out there and have fun. Obviously there was, you know, a grieving period. And then what, what was it like when you were finally like, okay, so I'm going to try to be with another man. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was with this other guy, with this guy and I'm like, I I don't know. I, we came back to my home. I had nobody in the house and I was like, we're just going to make out because oh god i don't know i just kind of thought like men just want to make out jesus christ i don't know why <laughs> Damn turns white. yeah so I, I, don't, I don't think i even know this story so i'm making out with this guy and i was like <laughs> and he's like getting into it i'm like wait a second we're not having sex he's like why not and i'm like well we can't i'm thinking to myself i don't know i don't have a good reason for why we can't but i don't know you that well so i'm gonna say no that's a good reason yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> So this, you should have told him right away you weren't prepared, mother. <laughs> That's a great reason. You could have just left right then. I wasn't mentally prepared. The second time, though, I said the same thing. Oh, I'm just going to kiss when nothing's going to happen. He's like, why can't people be chill about sex? And it like it was like light bulb going on. Boom. Why can't people be chill about sex? Yeah, why can't I be chill about sex? Oh. I'm, I'm going to be chill about sex and just have sex with this guy. And of course, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Because I think. Cam, and, you loving it? No, but I, I don't you know, know who this guy is. Listen, but hopefully he's a re- good guy. Researching like a lot of the like the literature from women that, you know, widows from the 9-11, things like that. You do get like want this craving after like it was like six months or so of wanting to be touched and have affection mm-hmm. and intimacy and, you know, just to like, feel alive again. And that's the only way to do it. And How I feel when my husband goes out of town? <laughs> permanently or, or like i want to feel alive again it's been years. he's like i left two weeks ago <laughs> like i don't know i probably gotta move on find, find another way to be happy but anyway that was that was my first time and i could say that it was a wonderful time so i actually did a podcast about this on story worthy Oh, nice. Shout out to Christine. Yeah, look that up. Um, So, okay. Honestly, that's surprising to me. I thought it was going to be, your answer was going to be like a little bit more traumatic than that. Nope. (laughs) Neither of my lose. I lost my virginity twice and both of them were excellent. (laughs) Quick question for Cam. Yeah, it wasn't excellent. (laughs) Was not going to ask that. assumed it wasn't excellent based on the fact that you became a mime i'm like probably it went went disastrously he literally stopped wanting to speak afterwards can we just wait time out cam is a literal mime he's an actual mime if you look him up on instagram we'll put the handle on here check out his mime work it's good yeah you can try did you know i'm sorry i was a mime check out his mime work check out my most pretentious thing we've ever said on this podcast (laughs) check out his mime work i've been on i was on hbo silicon valley Oh yeah, as a mime. I was so proud. As I was going to say, was it featuring your mime work? <laughs> wait, uh, it wait, was. And, don't uh, don't laugh. I was. I'm not. I, they called me in and they asked me to mime 
giving a blowjob. That's what, oh my god, Cam! So you'll see me there giving yeah. a blowjob. It's on the refrigerator. It. Yeah. And lots of refrigerators, and the one of the was it last season or the season before? I don't know. Mom. I gotta you say, you should be this proud. Mother. Oh wait, is it the, I was the new so season? Proud. No, it's it's it, one of I the. I think it's the season finale okay. of this like last two se- weeks, last two seasons ago. Yeah. So. Okay. But it it's pretty. It's cool. the only mime on the show. I was so proud. <laughs> Believe I really it or was. not, just Google Silicon Valley mime. mime. You will only be the one yes. moment. Yeah. yeah. Quick he, question though for you. Um, do you remember how losing your dad affected you romantically or like with attachments to other people? Yeah, I so so there was the immediate aftermath, which was actually surprising because I thought. I had a a weird response, which is that when I experienced such tragedy, I lost a lot of the anxiety that I had for day-to-day life. So I didn't really give a fuck about Mm -hmm. my social studies homework because... Small stakes now. Small stakes? Who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. And and I felt very free afterwards. And I really coasted through senior year feeling like on top of the world which is a very bizarre wow. response to having just gone through such a tragedy. And we were extremely close, my father and I. Did so, it hit you later in a weird way? or? Uh, well, I mean, the imme- immediately after, it was very painful. And then, yeah, over the years... You went to prom, though. Yeah, four, four days later, I went to prom. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that she's like, you weren't that traumatized. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. fucking danced to Santana. No, as I, a, as a junior, prom. you know, an older girl took him to prom. Okay, mother. Anyway, so four days after he died, I was like so numb to everything that, and I had plans to go to prom. I was like, yeah, I'm going to prom. Why the fuck wouldn't I go to prom? I feel real shitty right now. And so this is probably going to be something to take my mind off things. Yeah. And then we went and people were like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> my group my group was pretty pumped that I was there, but it was just a, it was a strange re- reaction. But there's no normal reaction to this there's type no of thing. There's no right isn't. way to grieve. There's no right yeah. thing to do. It's all bizarre. So bizarre. It's almost the holiday season, which means it's almost time for the gobble gobble. And the jingle jingle. <laughs> okay. It's a time when we celebrate with a lot of garbage in our mouths. We right. eat crap and we need to start taking care of our body right now. And how do you do it? Care of Vitamins. Yes. Care of is a subscription-based online service that will send you the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders right to your door in individual personalized packs. So here's the deal with Care of. You go online, you take a short, fun, five-minute quiz and answer these questions about your diet, your lifestyle, and your health needs. And I have a lot. <laughs> I, need, I have a lot of You're a very needs. needy person. And then they'll give you a research-backed recommendation with the type of vitamins, supplements, and protein powders you need. And then they'll ship it to you. And they'll give you these personalized packs of vitamins. That say, hi, Karen Lee. Specific to your needs. It's absolutely incredible. By the way, they show on the website where they source their ingredients. And that's how you can ensure only the highest quality products. So if you're trying to get some vitamins... This is the way to do it. And guess what, my friends? It's freaking Christmas time come early or Hanukkah come early. Or, or whatever you celebrate coming early. For 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code MOM50, M-O-M-5-0. That's TakeCareOf.com, enter MOM50. 
I grew up a half a mile from my grandma and she passed away a couple years ago and but it was like you know probably more intense than losing a grandparent for like an average person just because mm -hmm. she was such a part of growing up for me and stuff like that and there were a couple things that happened after she passed first of all people in my family that were not superstitious or that I didn't think I mean I come from a Catholic family so like there's a baseline of superstition there but people that I didn't think like my dad started acting very superstitiously like about messages that he thought oh, my wow. grandma sent. I call that spiritual messages. Yeah. Did you guys have some of that? Oh Josh, yeah. Oh my God. There were crazy shit every, going on. Yeah. It well, was crazy. Like my husband was afraid of birds. Like deathly afraid like because he saw the movie The Birds and it just got worse and worse and he was couldn't even go anywhere because he was so scared of them walking outside. They're lined up on the like the telephone poles with little black birds and he would be like ah! Anyway, when he died, literally, Courtney and I are obsessed with this, birds. This has never happened, though. I'm has this ever happened to any of you guys? I'm driving in a car to the airport, taking one of our family members to the airport, and a bird smacks and hits our window in the car. Oh, like that was like immediately. And then birds were like coming, falling on our head when we're walking through like a shopping mall. A baby bird fell out of a nest onto my head. I mean, it was like the craziest bird wow. things that were going on, and it had to be him. And the funeral was actually the most freakiest of all. Yeah, the funeral was fucking nuts. When so it was, it, I don't May sixteenth. Yeah, so in May, so it was the rainy season in Chicago. No, it was beautiful, beautiful. It was a perfect day in May in Chicago. It was not the rainy season. Every day is the rainy season. In okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> but this day was beautiful. The funeral starts. Not a cloud starts, in the sky. So it, that's what it was like when we got there, and then. Funeral starts and it just starts downpouring like crazy. Mm. It was Thunder, so lightning. loud that you could not hear the rabbi, because we're Jewish, giving the sermon. <laughs> couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't hear tell. him. Yeah, no you, one. No you one couldn't knew. hear him. <laughs> you couldn't hear him speak. Yeah, it was, it was so nuts. loud. Everybody there, and it was like people. Were, it was packed out the door. When a young person dies, especially tragic like that, with so many people all over, packed. There was no place to even stand, and. And no one said a peep because it was so deafening. And it was like the, it was like there was so much like anger going on in the room from him. Even the rabbi said like, this is him. I mean, it was like we, anybody that's been at that funeral remembers that it finally let up a little bit. And then when we walked out, it was clear blue skies. again. No, no, no. When the kids got up to give yeah, when their you eulogies, guys, yes, when you did it. it just completely went silent. The, the sun came out and then we oh. got off the stage and it starts downpouring again. It was fucking wild. And then we walked outside and it was completely blue sky again. Yeah, it was very if, weird. If you don't believe in it, <laughs> in some sort of spiritual existence, this this would make anybody yeah, a so believer. My dad found like a little flower and thought like it was my grandma and, you know, and, and everyone's grieving around you. So whether it's quote unquote real or not like you're like yes that is like a grandma thing oh yeah or that, sign. it's a sign it's a sign and then so my grandma i have this very uh distinct memory of her with this shell and i wound up getting this shell and when i listen to it that's like a way for me to hear her in a way it's awesome is there some way that you because i feel like we try to hold on to that communication a little bit and is there some way that when you're like oh fuck i really want to talk to my dad or i want to talk to my husband that you that you use as like a medium in a way 
uh, I still talk to him like every night. Like I say goodnight to him in a very kind of ritualistic way. Um, And I'll just sometimes straight up have a little convo with him. I had no idea about you conversing at all. Yeah. And I, of course, have nothing. (laughs) You You don't talk to him anymore? No. Really? I had dreams about him many times, um, but they, unfortunately, because it's been so long, they're diminishing. Um, very much so. What do you do when you, when you're like, oh shit, what, what was your husband's name? Gary. What, when you're like, oh man, I wish I could tell Gary this or whatever. There's so many times that, that, like, especially funny things that we, inside jokes that we had and something will happen that triggers it and I want to tell him so badly and I can't. And you just, there's no release for that. You just have to kind of live in that moment and be like, damn, I miss him. Yeah. Yeah. You'll share with me sometimes when, yeah. like, could you imagine what your dad would say about I this? I did that yesterday or two yeah. days ago. Yeah. I, we walked out of some you know, podcast thing and, some, and something struck were, me that would have been very funny for him. And I'm like, oh, your dad, dad would have roast, this roasted shit. this guy that was performing. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would have roasted him. <laughs> My grandma was like a big lover of red roses and. That sounds like cheesy now because everybody likes red roses, but that wasn't the case. Oh, so unique. No, but you know what I mean? Like red roses are like what everybody gives each other for like every romantic thing. But I don't think it was like that back in the day when uh, when she was young. And so she worked as a doctor and um, like in Russia, everything is like bribes, you know, Mm -hmm. and the way you like assure getting good service or getting people to do a good job is like if you have say a doctor you would bring them like a bottle of candy or like a bottle of alcohol or i mean a box of candy or bottle of alcohol my grandma would never take any of that stuff because she was super scrupulous but the one thing she never could say no to was red roses oh wow and so um by her grave we have our red rose bush and when i whenever i'm just walking around if i see roses um especially red roses i always smell them and i when I smell them in my head, I'll say, hi, grandma. Oh, oh my God. And I don't know, you know. You see, that's why I believe in that kind of stuff because the birds wouldn't may, maybe mean anything to you. Where, like, I'll see a bird I'll, and I'll be like, that's him and that's my father. If there's two together, I mean, like, you can identify. It. And it's it, you, an ongoing joke in the family because mom sees everyone everywhere. <laughs> I saw, when, when my father was sick, I saw a license plate saying, Papa to cure. And I was like, this Aww. is a message that yeah. he's, he's going to be okay. Was a faulty message. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liar. He's going to be uh, sort of okay for a little bit, but then he's going to end up dying anyway. But that was just a much longer license plate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no oh, way to, to fit cure, all that. It's not going to work <laughs> and he's going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they abbreviated it. What can you do? Yeah. So Karen, when you were finally... We talked about the your first hookup. Do you want to go back to the, my sexual exploits? I do want to talk about your sex life they were a little awesome. bit more. Do you they want to talk about so her sex life? Fucking awesome. When you were finally ready to be in more than just a sexual relationship with someone, how long did that take and what was that like? Okay, so I was having a, I was having a damn good time. Because wait, <laughs> can I just say, Karen has a very hot boyfriend. Yeah, I she do. does. I she do does. have a hot boyfriend that I've had for 11 years already. 11 and a half Whoa, years. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been together 11 Did years. Did you guys meet in Chicago? No, actually. We met in New York. I was in New York. 
my daughter was going to school out east and I, I was with another widow friend of mine actually that was another tip I was going to say for the other um, women that are divorced or widowed going out there find yourself some single friends to go out with it's a real important thing to do totally get the crew get you need a crew because otherwise you're lonely Anyway, so I went out with my um, other widow friend and the two of us are like complete. We look completely opposite. Like she's tall and um, she's got like really dark. She's Italian and I'm short and blonde and Jewish. And (laughs) so we make a real odd call. Sort of like you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we went out to, um, we, it, it was a whole to do. We met, we were on an airplane. We met some guy. He said, why don't you come to this party? We went to this party. It happened to be a private, um, a private party for the company that my boyfriend was working for at the time. And I met my boyfriend there and I had no intentions of stopping my shenanigans that I was having with all these other guys. <laughs> and neither did he. He wasn't looking for any kind of long-term relationship, but we started talking. I was in Chicago. He was in uh, New York and we started talking a lot and we made a date to come see each other and it, it just ended up blossoming into like a serious relationship that neither of us had anticipated it was just a fluke awesome I guess yeah it's a great fluke still did thwart my wild side probably protected <laughs> me probably probably kept me alive <laughs> How many years did you get in of that good single? I career? got a good year or so in there, I think. Oh, that's it. That's it. But I made up for lost. She's time. like, no, I don't. I didn't need more. Yeah, that was enough. I think that's it was. A, it was a scary time <laughs> for me. Looking back, there were a few close calls that you know maybe oh maybe I should not have done. But you know, I I, I came out without many scars. Cam, uh, tell us about your. Uh, I know. Yeah, it it's like, not good. No, still not I want to know about your sex life. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Tell us about your sexual oh, exploits. You, oh, I had another thought that I didn't share earlier that, and then I Please. can get into that. So I, the other thing that I noticed, the, like the long-term effect of my dad's death on my relationships was that I kept finding myself attracted to people who had gone through similar uh, tragedies. I hear that a lot. And I, it, it would be before I even knew that they had experienced a tragedy. Mm-hmm. And, and I did, and I did as well, which is so weird because I, the guys that I was with all had lost a parent, so it's weird. Can I say when I was really harboring like a lot of shame? We were just talking to someone about this earlier, but um, when I was like harboring a lot of shame about my abortion that I'd had, I found myself also attra- attracted to male partners that had recently gone through a similar thing too. Isn't that weird? It is so yeah. weird. It's almost psychic connection. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was just super fucked up, I was only dating people that were super fucked up or more <laughs> fucked up than me because I was like, this speaks to me. You know? Like, <laughs> Sophie, I love you. It's like, oh, we're both not well? Okay. <laughs> so how did that, what did that look like when you would meet other, you would just find out that that these people that you were dating had also... Yeah. And it, I think there's something really nice about that usually because i'm like oh you get it you you know what this abyss looks like mm-hmm. you know and then yeah i think i think i grew out of that a little bit now it's kind of just random and you know who so knows what's what the I'm randomness yeah, what happens down with now no, what's going I, on? honestly it's a very it's very rarely do i find some of that connect i'm in a weird spot i'm in a weird spot what are you looking do they for? have to be a mime 
They have to be a mime. That's the big problem. There's not enough female mimes out there. We need a bigger mime community. You just what want silent sex. Is that <laughs> yeah. so much to yes. ask you for? Should, you should, exactly wait, you right. guys should hear about when he went to the BDSM party. I, I, this, mom. Uh, Please tell us. So, mom, that's private family information. <laughs> okay? It my BDSM party is just probably. It was like podcast 265 oh or something. So we had interviewed these these sex educators on our show, Sunny Megatron, mm. oh, yeah, Ken yeah, yeah. Melvoin Berg. They're part of our larger. Can we just plug the Pleasure oh, Podcast, Podcast Network? Network? Check out Pleasure Podcasts. Anyway, American Sex Podcast. They're the hosts of it. They were telling us that they had met at a party. She was dressed as a mime, and he was dressed as a clown. Oh my! Cam God. Cam had like a huge boner. <laughs> it was, yeah. Cam's so, like, oh, I'll go to any party if I can get another fucking mime. <laughs> I don't care if it's BDSM. In a clown. So, it's like heaven. So basically, I was invited to this BDSM party and I had no clue what to wear. But I had this memory of them telling me they'd met at a BDSM party and that one was dressed as a mime, one as a clown. And oh, I was like, no. well, I got a mime costume. Oh, no. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, I went no. to the, the wait, party. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just say, are you into BDSM? No. Okay. <laughs> Does he look like he'd be into BDSM? People surprise you, but I think that's that's no. great that you were like, I'm going anyway. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to see what's up. You you don't know until you I go. Think you could be into M. Yeah, why not? Yeah, softly into M. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's the side. Yeah, maybe. No, no. Either well, not on the S end. That's for sure. Yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. He's not. He's he's on I'm the like, MS. Uh, yeah, I like a very tame version of this in a, in a, like a not a public setting. Mm. So you know, a little you know, I don't know, handcuffs type of thing situation. You know, just a playful thing, light but choking, light choking. Everyone does it at this point. This is vanilla, you know. But this was a party where they were not vanilla, and they were they recognized that was a mime, obviously. And I, yeah, how. <laughs> Tell us how. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was quite obvious. I, my mind makeup was very good at that point. So, uh, yeah, there's no way to be maybe a mind. <laughs> no fucking way, no, Cam. Yeah. You're either You're straight like, up a mind or not. Yeah. He's French, guys. <laughs> so they really. They, Wait, know. what was everybody else dressed as? Oh, fucking normal people ass that people wanted in fuck? BDSM apparel. Yes, yes, yes. It was. It was not. I mean, it, it was BDSM apparel. So that you know, there are people yeah, with like whole like, masks over their head. You yeah, can't but see what's like under for there. sure, no one's a mime. No, I was the only one. People have. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Sh- uh, shockingly, I was the only wearing, one. Wearing like ball gags and have zippers on their fucking mouths, and you're like, oh, um, let me mime having my mouth closed. That's exactly that right. Not. Let me mime this window. They, it, but I committed. You know, I committed to that character. And I did not speak to anyone that night. Did you meet the love of your was life? Was it also out of hey, pure you, fear? What was the worst part, though? The worst part. A mime has no safe words, <laughs> is what it turns Can out. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. So I really... I, I, the, the, the safe you, word of... The, what are you going to do? Hand death signals is here? your safe word this, but no one knows. They're like, oh, he's just miming He wants to be cut? Yeah, yeah. What is he doing? Yeah, I cut like this time. I was doing the jazz strangled. hands at one point. <laughs> it was... But yeah, I mean... <laughs> it hurt. It was a new experience. It it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> 
Thanks for setting me up for that one, Mom. I knew I like to set you up for the good ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to miss out. So that's out what on my sex life looks like these days. So you get did our not... shit together. We will continue <laughs> with the interview. You oh, did not meet a lady mime. To, no, to, I to, did to start a, a a mime legacy with. No, no, there were no mime other mimes here, but there were other. You know, it it turns out it's actually a, a good way to meet people. It, it, because they want to interact with you. There's no like excuse for saying anything stupid. You're not saying anything stupid because you're, you're not, not saying, saying anything. anything. Yeah. So I I was kind of the entertainment for a little bit, and I met some women. And you really have to be nothing. good at miming to pull focus from people getting flayed and shit at the DSM <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hold on a second. I want to see this guy get out of a box. <laughs> He wants to see fisting. I just want to see this guy pull a rope. <laughs> we gotta use this. He's this like, is gold. Yeah, the I, I can't believe we talked about this. Yeah. I, I can't I believe it either. That would be a whole hour if that was this, my material. Yeah, this is my daily life. It didn't even dawn on me this might be unusual Cam's and like, fun to talk about. Probably should talk about my cougar, cougar mom, but just yeah, forget really? about yeah. forget about the fact. Mine that is I, my life is boring. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but then no i i so uh i think right now i'm struggling with finding someone who i connect with <laughs> i'm so sorry i don't mean to laugh at that i mean why wouldn't anyone want to be with a mime you know no camp you want some sort of a, a conversation though camp. he's not a full-time mime no i'm clearly <laughs> he's a mime I'm, slash podcaster which is yes. the best of both worlds thank you Can i just it's say such a weird oh my god i always think communication oh is the cornerstone to to good sex and how to win if you're a mime you can communicate in other ways anyway it is oh, challenging okay I, I've never used well, it in the bedroom. you're just doing the alphabet on a lady's clit? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> you're just silently spelling? She's got it. That's it. <laughs> Silent speller. That came so easily to you. That's kind of scary. I, You've gross. been with a mime before? <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh until you try it, apparently. Oh, my God. That's right. I literally have been with a homeless man before and never a mime. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that is where I draw the line. No okay? way. <laughs> I draw the line of mime. Yeah. We yeah, just sorry. Cam is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Cam, you're great. Thank Any you. clown would be lucky to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. In the sheets. Thank okay. You. Is there anything else we want to know? Oh, maybe exp- like I I I have a a thought. Please. Um I think it seems like we're just we're having these sex conversations cuz they're funny or whatever you guys yes yeah um they are funny i (laughs) thank you i think it it for me it's way more important to have a conversation that is typically uncomfortable um and to grow comfortable with that and and maybe uh share that with other people encourage them to reveal themselves to allow others to accept them and for them to accept themselves it's a little. It's a very good point. I don't know if I was as articulate as I wanted to be there, but no, that's articulate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's but ba- basically, it, it doesn't really matter about this. The sex is obviously not that important to me. It is more the idea of like, can you can you step into your authentic self and be okay with showing, getting into these uncomfortable parts of yourself? I think that's the beauty of what you guys do. Thank you. Right. It Honestly, is. I love. I love your dynamic and the way Thank that you. you... You guys are open with each other and it's 
awesome. It makes it difficult, though, when I come back to Chicago and I'm like with a group of my friends and all they want to do is talk about, you want to hear what my granddaughter did for her ballet class? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I want to talk about. Who did about- she fuck? <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. I think, but I, I mean, genuinely, that's like what we try to do on our show is destigmatize and kind of reduce some of our own shame. Yeah. But look how awesome this conversation is. We're so deep. We got our photographer there. Alex. Hi, Shout Alex. out, Alex. Alex has been watching Alex this whole thing. Alex Jacobs. He's probably like, what the fuck did I get myself <laughs> into? But No, I mean, no, no. No, like I'm gonna he go home us. and talk to my mom about sex. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. He watched us make uh, vagina molds. He's fine. Oh wow! Oh, cloned a pussy. Okay. Oh, we I cloned, cloned a pussy. pussy. Oh, 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 whoa! Yeah, we cloned a b- pussy. You watched? I cloned a pussy. He watched us clone a pussy. Oh damn! Oh, this is a good job for you, Alex. We actually cloned. A- I cloned my pussy twice. So anyway, yeah. I think I messed it up, by the way. Mine yeah, good. I cloned it twice. One time went fine. The other time did not. Yeah, I did. it's fun. <laughs> uh, I cloned my Willie. And it was funny. With, it, with, uh, was I didn't it have smaller any... than it really is? Because that's what happened to Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he showed it to me. I was like, oh, my God. He, he, <laughs> yeah, Dave was maybe. truly embarrassed. He was like, oh, I don't want anyone to see what this yeah. looks like. I was like, man, I, Cam, I, I'm sorry. Because when you put the well, cold stuff on it, your dick brutal. just shrinks. Well, also, I, had, I didn't have a girl at the time to help me with it. So I did it <laughs> with my brother. <laughs> and it was very... You guys, this is Jump the Shark. Oh, my God. You got to yeah. listen. No. I, it, I was in the bathroom trying to get you hard. You cloned your dick yes. with your brother. I, yes. We were sponsored by you them, fool. and we, we needed yeah. to try out the product, and I, ne- I had a deadline. I didn't have anyone to do it with, so I had him fucking mix the mixture as I tried to get hard in the bathroom, and obviously it wasn't that hard when I was making the fucking mold and, and his brother's like a little engineer and he's like <laughs> yelling like, at me yelling to get at hard. precisely come on we got 45 seconds 45 seconds if you listen to the pod we did a podcast episode where my boyfriend and i did our uh, we did the audio version of us cloning my pussy and then he, we then he and his brother did the clone of willie and it's outrageous it's just yeah it was it turned out bad and then we it turned called, out to be like a little clit or something it wasn't <laughs> it was that cr- small cam it was a big clit oh my god it was fine it was fine that's what i said to him it's fine Uh he he was like asking his brother she couldn't even lie to you she's like it's fine what can i say it's it was it was smaller than i would expect yeah it was smaller than what i expected too i was not pleased right after that he calls a urologist friend i had to call him to see what the hell was going like do i have a normal penis it was a disaster yeah talk about do i have a normal penis yes Asking about curvature and the yeah. size. And there was there's so many benefits to hosting a podcast about sex. Yeah. Agreed. And we did an episode of your podcast, Sex Talk with My Mom. An incredible out, episode. One of our favorite episodes. I think one. it's called Fuck Like a Feral Cat. Yep. If that gives yep. you any indication yeah. of <laughs> the quality. Where that conversation yeah. went. It was <laughs> a real was fun real, one. It was a real no, wild we, one. It was very well received. We had a lot of great feedback. So oh, good. Well, we're so glad we got to talk to you. We're a proud member of Pleasure Podcasts. And if you want to hear any of the other Pleasure Podcasts, which you should... Go on the Pleasure Podcast Network, bitch. Pleasurepodcast.com and get more premium private parts unknown content. Woohoo! Subscribe, like, all that shit. We'll check you later. Bye.